Welcome to Dev and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Ruschuk. I'm here with special guest and author, John Hoffman. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, you have a book out that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, and it coincides with Organ Donation Awareness Month. So, well, I know why you wrote the book, but why don't you tell the listeners why? Sure. Well, you know, as I was growing up and, and receiving both these gifts, I, I was trying to find the best way to give back. And what it came down to is, is really to, to share what I've been through, and hopefully it'll provide some inspiration and, and some validation to what others might be going through. What I think I read the statistics correctly, that one person can save the lives of 10 people. Right. So it's vital for us to be able to help that many people in our final moments. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm an organ donor myself, so I value in this from a very early age. Yeah, definitely. But for it to affect someone like yourself being a recipient, that goes beyond anything that we can do. Right. So you wrote the book. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit about the book without giving it 100% away? Hmm. So, I mean, this is, this is about as, as true to life as it can get. I mean, this is me from when I was born to, to now, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of what, what uh, being a transplant patient is like, what's it like for their families, you know, what's it like for a spouse and, you know, all the way through. It certainly by no means uh, lessens the impact of the donor family, but it, I think it's, I think it's a, a point of view that isn't often known or, or told. I don't think it's told at all. And unfortunately we need to tell it from the recipient's point of view. We hear it a lot from the family who lost a loved one and they're exactly. giving mm-hmm. the donation, but we don't ever hear how it affects the lives of the one that's receiving it. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was trying to shed a light on. I think you did it very well. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So we have this, and, and I don't know your story personally, but I have had family that has been recipients for different things mm-hmm. throughout life. So it affects each family member differently from the Absolutely. one that's needing a liver or a lung or blood or whatever you're donating. We don't really think about blood, but I, I have family members that need a blood transfusion and mm-hmm. the blood banks are empty. Yeah, oh, I know. There's always a need for blood. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's a big one. That's one that we don't have to wait to pass on to get. Mm-hmm. Correct. But at the same time, you have these family members that we have a loved one. We're watching them wither away and we know there's help out there. We just have to find the help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a waiting game, really. I mean, some wait two months, some wait two years I and mean, you just never know. And some sadly the help never comes right some unfortunately wait until they can't that happened with my grandfather he was waiting for a liver transplant unfortunately his time ran out before he got one it does happen we we see the good we see the bad we see the ugly we see everything and the doctors Mm -hmm. are stuck in the middle sometimes 
It's absolutely true. Yeah, they can only work with what they have. Exactly. So when is exactly Organ Donation Awareness Month? It was actually April, April 1st, April 30th. That was National Organ Donation Awareness Month. And, you know, there are different weeks. I mean, there was a National Pediatric Transplant Week where, you know, you give special awareness to, to kids that have received transplants like me. Now, do you speak about the importance of donation or being a recipient or things like this? Uh, that's what I'm, that's what my ultimate goal is. Um, I've, I've spoken to a couple of libraries about my story. Um, I've actually had um, blood donation, you know, blood drives, you know, in my honor before, but I mean, my ultimate goal is to, is to get out and talk to people, you know, go to hospitals, talk to kids about, you know, that maybe are waiting or have received transplants and just to, so they have somebody to identify with. I've done some podcasts with, with fellow uh, recipients as well. Well, it's always good to get the message out there. One, we have to tell to the patients, there is hope. It does get better. Now, the line, now I heard good and bad from depending on the circumstance of being a recipient of the after <laughs> care. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not always good or always bad. It's somewhere in the middle and it's a personal journey mm -hmm. that everyone has to go through. Absolutely. So what message do you want to tell our listeners? Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, I, I, I want to honor the donors that gave their lives, in my case, gave their lives. And, and you know, the most important thing is that, that their gifts are being honored and, and valued and treasured. And, you know, I've been able to, to live my life and, and, you know, be with my family and things like that. But, uh, you know, also it's, it's not always easy, you know, and, it's, and there are days where you, know, you wonder you know, why, why this person died and you didn't, you know, there, there's times where you question your morality, but the, the best thing is just to keep going. Survivor's guilt. We hear about Absolutely. this a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably, we as people hear more about survivor's guilt during times of chaos, uh, mm -hmm. a PTSD in our military sure, sure. or survivors with a mass shooting or whatever right. the you know but we don't often associate it with recipients of organs correct yeah i mean not that you don't see that very often i mean it's something that we do need to talk about because survivor skill is survivor skill it doesn't matter what the traumatic experience is absolutely it's still there i agree So in your case, this you started when you were a child and you had mm -hmm. how many transplants since infancy to now? Two, I've had two. Okay, so the first one was at a very young age. Yep, 13 months. Mm -hmm. And then one next one was be? When I was 17, 1999. Mm -hmm. And a typical organ in your case lasts how long? Well, with, with today's advancements, it, it is supposed to last the, last the rest of my life. Unfortunately, when I had my first transplant, it was it was experimental. So there are a lot of things they didn't know. Okay, so we're going back to the 80s, 90s, roughly. Correct. 81, yep. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I hit that right on the head. <laughs> hey, you did. You did. 81 and 99. So, yeah. So, it takes a lot going back and forth. And we've seen a lot of growth, a lot of expansion, and a lot mm-hmm. of technology coming up. And in some cases, we're now 3D printing organs. I know. It's incredible. It's amazing. So, and you're, you're taking partial organs and things like that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing where technology and science has gotten us to, Mm -hmm. but we are still in the infancy of the technology-based organs. So we still need our traditional organs. Correct, yep. Now that you have the first book out, are you thinking about doing another? (laughs) I have not considered that, no, not at this time. That That was a lot of my material. I mean, we'll see how the years go. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a nonfiction. True. You could, as an author, you're able to make a fictional story. And sometimes with this younger generation. It's very true. A fictional story going through what you went through as an actual person hits mm-hmm. a lot more home to someone going through it. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that. But yeah, that's certainly something I could, I could do. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm all sorts of information. Yeah. And then with your speaking, if you reach out to the actual hospitals, mm-hmm. that's the avenue to go. I wouldn't send you to like speaker hub or something like this because those are more corporate events. However, right. for hospitals, you want to reach out to the hospital administration systems. Okay. I'm actually, uh, this week, I'm actually recording a presentation for, it's, it's basically the National uh, Gastroenterology Nurses. You know, they have a yearly conference. And I'm actually going to speak at that. So that's kind of in my wheelhouse. So I was, I was really fortunate to be able to do that. Awesome. I mean, I hear about this all the time with the nurses. My cousin's a nurse. So I hear about mm-hmm. this conference or that conference. Yeah, funny, oh. definitely. There's a lot of conferences for doctors and nurses. Yes, there, there is. All the I'm time. pretty sure you can find a conference going on every week. <laughs> That's probably true in some part of the country or the world for that matter. Yeah, just about depending on what it is and where it's at and who's able to attend. But at the same time, we need to be able to pair up our recipient recipients to our donors. We need to get our patients that are on the waiting list that hope mm-hmm. absolutely sorry I'm, I'm like not sure of how to say that we need this more than saying we need it and really get it home <laughs> yes well that's absolutely true it's it's very hard to quantify but we know it's it's always it's always a goal there will never be enough organs there'll never be enough blood you know it'll always be something we're chasing after to try it and get that awareness. very very true there's something that we always need mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a heart valve it doesn't matter if it's heart lung mm-hmm. kidney whatever it is some of these you can do as a living person and donate mm-hmm. some of them you cannot <laughs> exactly if you're able to go do it if you're able to but at the same time, you have to want to do it, not just be made to do it. 
Right. Yeah, you, it's not something you can force someone to to make a decision about. It's definitely a personal decision. Yes. And it's something that you have to think about. What am I doing with my life? As a person, can I give something back to another human? Mm-hmm. And then we have to get past the stigmas. Oh, they need a transplant. I've heard this so many times. They need a transplant because they did something negative to their mm-hmm. own body. That yeah. is not always the case. No, it's not. There it's are cases like, like that. Yeah, yeah there and, certainly are. Absolutely. And usually if it, that's the case, they're on the bottom of the list, not on the top of the list. Usually. Unless, usually. Unless yeah. you're a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, we need the ones that are on the top of the list actually to be able to get what they need. And there's oodles of tests that are run before any recipient such as yourself are able to get it. You have to make sure the blood type matches. You have to make sure, I think there's 17 points that have to match up. Right. Yeah, there's several, several factors. I'm sure there's more than there used to be. I'm sure there is too, because (laughs) with every advancement, we find, oh, we have to match this up too. Exactly. Because then you have the medicines that you have to take all your life to make sure your body doesn't reject this gift. Correct. Absolutely. Now, are you able to get your prescriptions without any um, interference, I should say? I am. I've, I've had pretty good luck. Uh, there was a time from, from when I had my second transplant, I was on a name, you know, a brand name prescription. And unfortunately with one of my employers, I had to switch to the generic. So that was kind of nerve wracking, honestly, because I mean, yes, they are the same pill, but you just never know. And luckily that was a smooth transition, but um, you know, I, I go to my local pharmacy and pick them up. I don't, I don't need any kind of special, special authorization or anything like that. Thankfully. I'm very lucky. Very lucky. Regard. Yes. I, I've heard nightmares with pharmacies and medicines and stuff like this. I'm like, always have to check. Is it something that we need legislation to step in and say, no, they need this life-saving tool? Exactly. Well, yeah. You, I, diabetes medication, especially. There's <laughs> Some people are paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it. It has spiked up three times in the last decade that I'm aware of for diabetes <laughs> medicine. Yeah. I'm not saying it's quantified three times. It's actually gone up a lot more. What's $10? I think it's like 300 some dollars mm-hmm. now. Same thing with um, EpiPens and other medications. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, the process to make the medicines the same. Exactly. The company is the same. What has mm-hmm. changed to quantify this need? I wish I could tell you. I can guess. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, there's probably a few negative things in there that we don't want to talk about, but yeah. Yeah. We, I we, mean, we, I, if my insurance didn't cover it, I'd be paying a pretty penny for mine, I'm, I'm sure of. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate in that regard. That's always thankful because it's a lifetime medicine. You can't mm-hmm. say, oh, I no longer want to take this. It's a if I don't take this, I'm not going to be around tomorrow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, See, you know, when, when, when I was going through the, you know, evaluation the second time I was a teenager and they, they stressed how important that was, you know, this is not something you can take lightly. It's not something you can skip. It's, you know, mm -hmm. this is it. This is your life. Exactly. It's not something that you can go, oh, this is a pill. I don't want to take it no more. I don't like how it makes me feel. Well, it's or I'm running out and I can, I can go a few days without taking it till I get my next <laughs> refill. Things yeah. like that, you just can't do. You really can't. And there's so many medicines, so many people out there that sadly have to live that way because, and you can't. When you have a transplant, you cannot skip mm -hmm. a dose. Absolutely not. But where can our listeners and our viewers find you, your book, and maybe get you onto talking? Uh, I have a I have a website johnstransplantjourney.com. Uh, there it gives you information on the book. There's a link to purchase it. Uh, there's a contact us link. You can send me an email, and it has links to all my social pages. That's the best way to get all the information. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. I mean, we can't really quantify how many people that are out there needing this. We can't quantify how many people can save a life, eight to 10 lives, one person. Mm -hmm. But these are things that we need to talk about. We need to get it into the public's attention. Go, mm -hmm. hello, say, <laughs> jump up and down, scream it from the rooftops. We need mm -hmm. more of this. Absolutely. Completely agree. That's that's where I found you know my inspiration for it is there's never enough, never enough talking about it. There's really not. We have billboards maybe what once a month, once a year. Well, we need organ donations, a catastrophe, something happens, and we need blood donations, organ mm -hmm. donations. Then you see an uptake, and then it all falls out again. Because mm -hmm. you know the public is very has very short attention span so it's it's what's in the moment it is so we need to say this all the time we need once a week once a month once you know all the time get out there give the blood give what you can to people mm -hmm. it costs nothing to have a sticker on your driver's license that says hey i'm an organ donor it's okay Absolutely. Yeah, and even even I can don donate organs. Just I'm probably not my liver, but I can certainly donate other organs, which I, I plan to. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You could have your will made out when you're 18 and say, "Hey, I'm an organ donor." And that's it. Or you could. My daughter, 18 years old, she's an organ donor. I've been an organ donor since I was 18. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. My care doesn't change with my doctors, but I know if something happens to me, I'm still able to be helpful. Absolutely. But thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. You're welcome. And for our viewers and our listeners, happy reading. 